Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Here come the drums! It was electric yesterday at, at DKR Day Day. I'm not going to sit here and say that they need to rename it Tom Herman Memorial Stadium or anything like that. But what I'm going to tell you is this. I don't think this is a pivotal win for Texas. I don't think this is pivotal for Tom Herman. But what I will say is in front of a record crowd, if you lose that game to a USC team that we both agree isn't very good, then the negatives are... Are, could could be as costly as possible, and I think stuff would hit the fan, and we'd come here and and, and react crazily. I'm not gonna. I, I don't think when we look back at the Tom Herman era, we're gonna sit here and say this is the moment where he turned it around. But I will say, if they had lost that game last night in front of 70 recruits or whatever it was, again, I want to start off by thanking uh, our student body. Uh, what an unbelievable display of support by them. Uh, that's two weeks in a row that they have showed up in mass and really had a direct impact on the game. And also want to thank all of our fans. What, a, what an incredible electric atmosphere uh, that DKR was tonight. 103,000 screaming, excited fans uh, before you face TCU, Kansas State, Oklahoma, and go into Big 12 play, then I think that this could have been a pivotal, pivotal moment for Tom Herman. And I think we could have looked at this and said, this is when Tom Herman lost any potential momentum with his fan base. Oh, no doubt, man. It was uh, This game was a must-win, uh, as we alluded to last week. Uh, Texas had to come out. They had to win this game. Uh, you're talking about Tom Herman's seat being extremely hot. Uh, had he have lost this game, uh, looking at Texas moving forward and their opponents uh, moving forward with TCU, Oklahoma, um, you know, coming down the pipeline, it, it, it would have been um, – it, to, to lose this game, man, would have been very detrimental to the reputation of Tom Herman. There is um, a bit of a, of a release of a, of a bit of a hump that, that we got over that we can we can win a big game, not just come close, but but win a big game. Again, it's 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 one, and, and we've got a one-game season next week against a really really good opponent that was ranked going into tonight. I don't know how they how they did, but um, we we know how good that program is. So we'll evaluate, I, I guess, you know, where this win stands by how we respond to it. But let me be the one because everybody, you know, classifies me as the Tom Herman hater, so to speak, Rightfully man. so. Rightfully <laughs> damn so. so. So let as I did last night on Twitter, let me give – a hand clap to Tom That's Herman and his staff. You're giving him real love there. <laughs> yeah, That's this not even yeah, a golf clap. absolutely, man. Uh, because I, I feel like he deserved it. I said that I would, Landry. I said that I would give him his props if he came out there and he showed us something more than what he did the, the past two games. I thought they came out there. I thought that they had energy. I thought those guys were fired up. I thought that they were ready to play. Uh, 
you know, the, the first drive um, coming out there with the uh, uh, hurry-up offense and they're moving the ball downfield. Hate that they came away with only three points, but you could tell that the energy was there, man, along with the crowd. I thought it was just a, a signature win. And, again, man, I give Tom Herman his props, man. I actually didn't mind seeing the three points because before last night we hadn't seen the kicker. And Texas hasn't had a kicker since Justin Tucker. Oh, yeah, it's been, right. It's been an absolute disaster. The two things, the two positions that I feel like Texas has been starving for 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 nearly a decade now have been the tight end position and the kicking position. And we saw we saw some plays from the tight end yesterday, and we saw Dicker the kicker, uh, as <laughs> as my man Rod Bay was his calling name, him man. on the Dicker horn. The kicker, Dicker right. the kicker, uh, three field goals in the first half, including two from 46 yards. It was good to see that. So I was okay with the three. When you fall down 14 to three, it was a very tense moment uh, for the UT offense. Yes. I, thought, I thought it was huge that uh, Lil J was able to get in the end zone and make that play. He keeps making plays. We talked about this being big for not just Tom Herman, but the most important position in all of football, the quarterback. And Sam Ellinger yesterday, if you just look at the box score and you're one of these nerdy-ass dudes that's just going to look at the box score and say, oh, he's 15 of 33, you're going to sit there and say he wasn't that impressive. First of all, he was throwing the ball away when he needed to, and I thought that Sam was – he had some juice on the ball. Uh, he made a couple mistakes. There was a couple sacks that he made. For the most part, I think Sam Ellinger was very good, and I think of everybody that's going to try to build off of this win, I think Sam Ellinger is the guy that's going to build the most because I thought his energy was there. I thought his juice was there. Two touchdowns uh, with his arm, one running. Sam was very, very good. The only thing I will say about Sam, because we're not we're not going to sit here and sugarcoat everything, is I don't know if these are zone reads or I don't know if these are just for sure handoffs, but if these are zone reads, he's leaving a lot of yards on the field with, with, with the running back because Sam's good with his legs. It doesn't seem like he's reading it, it and that's assuming that these are zone reads. Well, the thing about it is that, uh, again, uh, like last year, you, you don't want your quarterback to be your leading rusher. You know, so, you know, you want to uh, have faith in the offensive line. And speaking of the offensive line, I, I want to give them guys props up front too, man. They were more those physical horses, than USC's. They were more physical. They were, they were pushing those guys around. I thought that they had uh, uh, good holes open for Sam. I thought, uh, alluding to your point, I thought Sam made very, very good decisions. Um, again, looking at the box score, you'll say 15 for 33 or whatever. But, you know, he was he was dropping money, man. And it was uh, some some – you know, plays that got away with him, or uh, particularly one uh, in the uh, end zone. I think uh, Devin Duvernay runs a post uh, route, and and you know he throws him and, and just kind of overthrow him. But for the most part, man, I thought Sam looked really, really well. But but that offensive line gave him time back there. Um, and and the running backs, man, you know, helped him out as well, as well as he running the ball. So it it, it looked good to me, man. Uh, again, I have no issues. Uh, you know, with what Texas did last night, man, I mean, those guys were hungry. They came out there and, and you know, they exceeded my expectations, to be quite honest with you. And, and the crowd was electric. You know, of, of all the hires that the University of Texas has made in the last couple of years, with TCU coming uh, to, to Austin next week, Chris Del Conte, the former AD at TCU, he's done a damn good job of the game day oh, atmosphere man. out there at DKR. Right, if yeah. you haven't been to DKR in a while, I mean, the the whole street, Bevo Boulevard, yes. all that stuff is amazing. The concession prices are incredible. Uh, they've, they've lowered the prices to where you can get basically a souvenir soda for five bucks. You can get nachos for four, hot dogs. They've done everything they can. The video board is on point the music is on point he's active on social media 
I think this is going to be one of the most important hires they've made. And the game day atmosphere, it's the best I've seen it in a very, very long time. So if you haven't been out there, you really do need to go out there. And we don't work for the school or nothing, so if it sucked, I'm going to come and tell, tell you that it sucked. Game day atmosphere is popping. Well, you know, we talked about it last week, man. Chris Del Conte and what he's been able to do right before, uh, you know, we ended the show. Uh, I shout out to Chris Del Conte, man, just for that whole atmosphere and everything that he's doing uh, out there, man. I think that he he – has taken a, 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 a pulse of the fans. He's taken a pulse of the students and he's given them what, you know, we all wanted, man. So, you know, shout out to Chris Del Conte. Like I said, it, it was a an amazing win. It was amazing atmosphere uh, yesterday out there. Um, you know, at, at, to that point, um, you know, you guys had what one hundred and three thousand out there. The record, you know, yeah. And I was at um, the Notre Dame at the Notre Dame game in uh, twenty sixteen. Um, you know, when uh, when Texas beat Notre Dame, uh, uh, when Charlie was there, and and that atmosphere was electric as well, man. So again, it just it, everything feels feels good about this win. Um, however, Landry, uh, like I said before, and somebody thought that I was throwing shade, you know, kind of, well, you know, you're congratulating Texas for the win, but, you know, you're saying that USC is not a very good team. Hell, USC is not a very good team. Not I yet. Think I that, mean, not right now. They got right. they got a quarterback who should I, be in high school right now. Yes, but, but the and thing I like is, him. I like JT uh, Daniels, man. I, I think that that kid is going to be uh, – I think he's going to be, be pretty good, player. man. Yeah, you know, but I mean, I, I don't feel like, you know, his offensive coordinator, I don't feel like, you know, they helped him out running the ball. I mean, and, you know, props to Texas, man, for, uh, you know, just buckling down and being able to stop the run and, and pretty much making USC one-dimensional. Uh, but, I mean, there's no way that, that you know, as, as a young quarterback, you know that your best friend is, you know, your running game. Um, kind of alluding to, uh, you know, Sam Ellinger, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Shane Bouchel first year uh, at Texas, you know, as a true freshman uh, under Charlie Strong. But, you know, when you have a 2,000 rusher, uh, yard rusher in uh, Deontay Foreman, then it makes your job a lot easier. And I feel like uh, USC, um, the the running game uh, didn't help him out, and, and there's no reason why a, uh, a, a true freshman quarterback should throw the ball that many times. Man. 48, 48 attempts from him, one interception. He was looking good in the beginning with the with the 14-3 lead. I'll say this too. The, one of the things that I was watching, because I was actually kind of behind Tom Herman during the game, is I was trying to see, is this guy holding a play sheet and does he look like he's involved in the offense? It looked like he was holding a play sheet and it did look like he was a little bit active. So yes. he refuses to say who's calling plays. It looked like at the very least he was very engaged and there was a play sheet in front of him. A couple negatives to take from the game. And you mentioned that Notre Dame game. Uh, we could look back on this and say this wasn't a huge win for the University of Texas, just like we did with that Notre Dame game when everyone was excited. But again, this was more about where Texas should be. And last week when we both picked against Texas, and I think I picked them, then didn't, then picked them, then didn't. I was a damn, I was a damn emotional roller coaster last week. We said that this Texas team, regardless of what we think they are, regardless of how good we think they are, should be better than USC. We didn't know if they were, but they are, and because of that, now that we know that they're not, that they're they're at least not as bad as they could have been. Now they could go wet the bed against TCU, and then we'll evaluate. It goes back to the whole sports or fluid thing. But a couple negatives I want to get to. Number one, there was a play on second and one from midfield where Gerard Hurd threw it back to Sam Ellinger, and Ellinger made a guy miss and got the first down. 
I hated that play call. I'm not. I'm not. I, I hated that play call because, in the big scheme of things, it should have been third and six after second and one. I hated that. I hated that cute crap. I did. I didn't like that at all. Yeah, but we can talk about ifs, like I said before, man. You know, if your aunt had nuts, she'd be your uncle, man. The fact of the matter is that the play worked, Locke. Okay. It, I, it, it 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 worked, and and we were able to to pick up the first down. Okay. You know, I, hey, I, we got sometimes. Happens, we, got, we got we got positive day day today. I'm 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 a fan of this. I did not I did not like that play call, and I'm I'm obviously uh, I'm obviously nitpicking. Also, I don't want to kill this young man. I really really don't. Oh, I think I know where you're going with this lock, man. But and we're on the same page, man. The whole time that Texas was on defense, I was watching, and I'm not going to use I'm not going to use his name because. Quite frankly, he doesn't really deserve a name right now, and I don't. I'll mean that use out of disrespect. His, I'll use his damn name because his name is his name is royalty. His name is Longhorn royalty, and I don't think it deserves to be mentioned there. Sometimes coaches, like when when we look at the box score, coaches will say, "Well, we just got to watch the tape, and maybe we're missing more to it." Number forty four out there brings nothing to the table. I don't know. Maybe maybe there's something more. Maybe like his presence makes other people play. But there's nothing he does well. He doesn't rush the passer well. Uh, as a matter of fact, there was a couple times where he had the quarterback contained, but he ran inside and allowed the quarterback to roll out. And there was a couple times the USC quarterback actually missed an open receiver because number 44 lost contain. When it comes to trying to stop the run, he doesn't even try to stop the run. He just puts his head down, goes up 10 yards, and then just takes himself out of the play. Number 44 was garbage yesterday. And I'm 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 not I'm not being dramatic. If you tape the game, just go back and watch 44 every single time. Not only was he a non-factor, he was taking himself out of place. And I'm not just trying to pick somebody to point to and say I'm going to pick on this guy or I'm going to pick on this guy. We don't do that with kids. We don't get in kids mentions. We don't sit here and retweet these 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 guys that are on the uh, on the squad right now. These these are young men, but that was his his performance yesterday was was awful. And for a guy that's on my ticket stub at the game yesterday has 10 career sacks and gets all of this hype he is not very productive. And I don't know, you know, there's been times where there's been a guy that's a senior that maybe gets a little bit of playing time. I, I think of Dylan Haynes playing in, in front of Deshaun Elliott yeah. and whatnot. But at least I could, it, as, as annoying as Dylan Haynes was, at least there was a couple times where the ball would bounce to him and he would make a make play. Plays, and you yeah. could say that. Like Absolutely. he would run into right. a play. Let me just give you a statistic. And this is the most alarming statistic I've seen in a long, long time. And this is from uh, Brian Davis of the Austin American Statesman. Props to him. He does a damn good job covering this squad. Brian Davis, after the first quarter of yesterday's game, put out a stat that this Texas defensive line had three quarterback pressures all season. Three. In nine quarters of football. 44 is he's a non-factor out there. I don't know what I don't know what the alternatives are, but if you could just limit his snaps, he doesn't need to be out there the whole time. And the biggest stand of the game, uh, where Texas held him on the goal line, he actually came out for the first three plays. He was on the sidelines, mm -hmm. and then when there was a timeout, he came back in. USC tried to run a sweep, and Texas stopped him. He was on the sidelines, and I think that had a lot to do with why they were able to make that stand. Well, I have a new name for him, and I'm going to call his name out because it needs to be called out if you're 
supposed to be, you know, a, a quote unquote leader on this team or whatever, then you need to do leader type. And the fact of the matter is he hasn't done that. And I totally agree with you. Uh, you know, I, I've officially changed his name, Locke. His name is no longer Brick and Hager. His name is Brick and Horrible because he's been absolutely horrible throughout this season. Uh, you know, and, and it's like he, he runs up the field, like you said before. He doesn't uh, make plays. He doesn't contain. His he's, instincts he's not, are awful, Yeah, bro. right. He, he's like, not disciplined. There's a lot of times you can see a guy not making plays, but you can tell that he's at least trying to be in the right place. Like, if he has this explosion, and sometimes you can actually see his explosiveness. Like, this guy has explosiveness, but he explodes his ass out of the damn play. <laughs> I mean, absolutely all the time. And, and hopefully, hopefully, and this is this is my thing, Derek. When we talk about a culture and we talk about a coach, I'm begging. You see me right now. I got my hands. I'm hoping that at the very least, at the, at the very, very least, Brecken Hager – realizes, and I, I didn't mean to use his name, my bad, number 44, hopefully he realizes how bad he's been and the coaches are at least watching film with him and saying, young man, you got to be better than this. You have to be better than this. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm thinking he does because you could kind of see his frustration at the end of the game. It was bad, man. It was it was it was a bad performance by him. And I mean, he, he you know he he's constantly you know uh, uh, showing emotions like you know, damn, I was almost there, and he's clapping his hands and he's you know yada yada or whatever. But dude, you haven't done a damn thing. You haven't done anything in you have and, ten sacks and, in your career. <laughs> ten sacks in your career, but you know <laughs> your 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 face is on the program, bro. Your face is on the program at DKR yesterday, man. Like, like, like you're the man. Like you're just this guy, man. I mean, I hate to say it, forty four, man, but you're you're not. And, and I mean, you know, we keep it real on this show, man. Landry and I, you guys know that listen to the podcast, man. And again, we appreciate everybody who's who tuned in, and we're on iTunes now. So make sure you guys subscribe. You know, forty one acres podcast on iTunes, and get us uh, each and every week after every game. But Getting back to to Brick, you know, you're supposed to be this leader. You're supposed to be this guy, but you, I mean, you're not doing anything, man. And and uh, um, you know, I I I just I don't know what to say, man. Like I said, his name is officially Brick and Horrible until proven otherwise. And you know, that's just what it is. We don't mean to to uh uh you know just kind of throw a kid under the bus or whatever. But one thing about this show, we're gonna tell the truth. If your ass is out there and you're balling, we're gonna give you your props. And if your ass is out there and you're effing up, then we're gonna call you out, man. And right now, he needs to be called out. And that's that's the negative from the game. Uh, real quick, you you asked it last week before we talked to the OG and one of the best athletes to ever go to the University of Texas. We're going to be joined by Eric Metcalf, three-time NFL Pro Bowler, three-time All-Southwest Conference, former All-American, a, a true OG at the University of Texas, and the guy who still puts on for uh, for the squad. Uh, give me your three ballers from yesterday. Oh, my three ballers from yesterday, man. Uh, you got to give one to I, I, Sam. Say, say, hey, hey, Sam definitely. Sam definitely uh, was one. Uh, Man, 
Caden Stearns, man. He's a baller. I, I, he I, is. Can't, I can't say enough Block about field this goal, kid, Always man. at the right place, always making plays. Caden Stearns is the real deal. That guy will be playing on Sunday. Oh, no doubt. No that doubt he'll be. be a, as Sundays. a matter of fact, we we better appreciate Caden Stearns while he's there because he, he could be a three look at he, guy. He, Yeah, he right. He, he's, three, three, he, he's three years and gone, man. His, his, his money right now seems to be pretty good, he's man. He's the best safety you know, they've had since Earl. Oh, no doubt. No doubt, man. I, I, I love that kid. So I, I would say Sam. I would say Caden uh, um, Stenson. I mean, it was a lot of guys that that, that kind of stepped up, man. I, I mean, think Gary I, you know, Johnson. Gary, Gary Johnson John- would be my G- third. Yeah, Gary Johnson would would, would be the third man. Um, um, you know, I don't. I don't Dicker know. The kicker can get one too. <laughs> oh no I'll doubt. Get about four I mean, just like, for you, like I said, man, it was it was so many guys out there that 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 made plays, man. I don't know exactly. Uh. uh you know Lil what Jay. happened? What happened to 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 Lil Jordan after a while, um, or whatever, man? I think he had uh, what? Well, uh, full. How many receptions? Uh, was it was it eight receptions? I believe that he had for he had four catches for eighty four for eighty four yards, right? And and a Colin Johnson long. and Colin Johnson. He, he doesn't get off the know, line consistently. I was he, watching him. There's a lot of there was some people around me saying throw it up to K- uh, CJ. Sam's willing to throw it up to CJ, but CJ ain't getting off the line every time. Well, CJ again we, six six catches. For seventy nine, he had a pretty he had a pretty good game. Uh, made a couple plays, but he still no he touchdowns. Ain't, he ain't getting off the line consistently. Well, and, and that was our knock on him again. You know, we kind of got on his ass last week as well, man, and, and called him out uh, for not being aggressive, man, not being that that receiver that wants the ball in those moments. And I mean, as big as that game was, I mean, again, you know, uh, last year he had an amazing game last year and you know he was able to ball out but against SC yeah against yeah, yeah. SC but he but uh, again far too often man we don't see him uh now when when the ball is in his vicinity man because he he went up over uh, uh the the cornerback uh, number 24 uh, I forgot his name his name escapes me right now but he went over there and made a great catch you know over the guy's shoulder or whatever so I mean Colin Johnson is an athlete he can go out there and he can make plays for this team he just doesn't do it I feel uh, uh, consistently he doesn't have that that uh, uh, go getter about himself that Lil Jordan Humphrey has, man. I mean that that dude right there can can change game. He'll be another one that you know may be a three year guy and gone. And let's give someone else. Let's give someone else some props. Let's give some props to uh, Daniel Young. Twelve carries, fifty seven. Doesn't look oh, that yeah. impressive, but yeah, after the no fumble, doubt. bouncing back. And when it comes to setting the tone and being physical, that was the most physical I've seen Daniel Young uh, run. Especially when you don't have Ingram in there. Daniel Young deserves a lot of credit. But big win for Texas. It's 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 weird to say because it's almost a big win because it would have been a huger loss. But props to the Longhorns. Uh, we're going to bring in the OG Eric Metcalf right now, and then we're going to look ahead to TCU because I, I, I'll i tell you right now, I was already looking ahead to TCU as soon as I left that stadium yesterday. We're going to bring in the OG Eric Metcalf, and then we're going we're gonna to look ahead to TCU, and we're going to talk about some other stuff going on around the country and just the state of this Longhorns team. Joining us now, a legend, one of the best to ever do it at the University of Texas, three-time all-conference, three-time pro bowler, uh, one of the best football players in the history of the University of Texas, uh, Eric Metcalf. Actually, Eric, I feel like I kind of insulted you. One of the best athletes in the (laughs) history of uh, the University of Texas. Uh, Before we get into the game and the state of the program and what you've been up to, uh, what what does Eric Metcalf do on a a day-to-day basis now? 
relax. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I, I, no, I really, I really, I, I get up and uh, and and work out a little bit. I was coaching track at the University of Washington. Uh, we had new coaches come in and, and turn over, and we all know how that goes. And so I'm not, I'm not there anymore. But I, I still coach some uh, professional uh, track athletes, and I, and I do uh, consulting with Nike Track and Field. Um, I'm going to be doing like the pregame shows for the for the Browns for all their home games now, and so I'm just trying to find something to do because it's really easy to get bored. It is easy to get bored, but it seems like you stay pretty you stay pretty connected to the University of Texas. You know, I see you on social media. You talking you you you're living and dying it just like everybody else. At one point yesterday, you were talking about how we didn't play uh, disciplined football out there. What was your reaction to the game yesterday? And uh, me and Derek have had this conversation. You know, we've seen this the last couple of years where we think something's a big win, like Notre Dame, that Texas is back. People mock it now, but we both think that this is a big win just because it. Could, would have been an even bigger loss yesterday, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm on that wagon, and I said we don't play smart football. Okay, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. <laughs> All right, yeah, no, no, don't, don't, don't misquote the legend, man. Hey, don't misquote the legend, bro. I'm, I'm going to Longhorn Hell for that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, and, and, and I'm and I'm with you guys, and it's, it would have been a bigger loss, even though I don't really feel like. SC is that good of a team. They're not the SC of old as we are not the, the Texas of old, but both teams are trying to, to climb that way. And I, I think to, to be sitting at two and one going into conference play looks a lot better than one and two. And so if nothing else, it gives us hope and confidence that we can be, be better because we, we beat a SC team who people thought were better, but, but you don't know that until you step on the field, and 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 we actually won the game and, and did it convincingly. Well, um, you know, again, we appreciate you uh, joining the show, uh, Eric. Um, this is Derek Foreman. Um, my sons, you know, a lifetime Longhorns as well. Our money and Deontay Foreman. Um, For sure. Yeah, those are my sons. And <laughs> I wanted to crazy to, day day. You might know him as crazy day day. <laughs> you know, <laughs> hey, one thing about me, man. You know, I, I always keep it real, man. So you know, hey, sometimes when keeping it real goes wrong, man. You know, I'm, I'm the the focal point on the conversation. And we spoke to Romance Taylor last week. We had him on the show. He uh, made a point that I thought was very valid. Do Longhorn fans have to get used to the fact that we're not, you know, that consistent nine? Ten win season, you know, championship uh, uh, football program anymore. We're just, we're just not that. Do we have to accept the fact that Texas just, you know, they are who they are at this point? I think so, and I mean, I think, you know, when I when I played at Texas many many years ago, we only won twenty four games in, during my four years, and so that that there was a downtime. So I know what people are experiencing now. However, I think. Because we are Texas, people have the expectations that no matter who steps on that field, no matter who is the coach, who the coach is, that we should win 10 games. And like you said, we're not there right now. We, we, we've had so much turnover. We keep getting new kids. We keep getting new coaches. And, and things just aren't set, set in stone yet. When we get to that we'll, we can get back. But during that time when we were starting to lose games – we were losing a lot of recruits out of the state of Texas that back in the day we never would have lost. 
And so we ne- we never got to to get the teams that we had at that that time. But we'll get back to that. Now we got to fight with uh, keeping the Texas people in uh, in state uh, with Jimbo Fisher and and A and M. So it made it actually made it rougher for us in that in that respect. So we've got to win the games like yesterday against SC. I mean, I don't know what happens when we play TCU next week. If we win it, then everybody jumps back on the bandwagon. I think if we if we don't win, then everybody says, oh, they're really not back. SC wasn't that good. It's, it's, it's a catch-22, but I think we can still get back to that to that that winning way because we have all the resources and and once again we are Texas. What do you think of uh, Tom Herman? There's been a few coaches. You mentioned the coaching changes. Do you do you believe in Tom Herman right now? You know, it's, it's hard. It's hard to say. I mean, I believe that he can win games and has has proven that he's he's been on the big stage and won big games. I think for for us, for me now when I when I watch the universes when I watch us play football, I think. That there are a lot of times that we we're not doing, we're not playing winning football and we're not coaching winning football, and so I, when we have to get to a point where it all comes together and 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 does and granted we have a lot of young kids and and Tom and his his staff are new to the to the program, but we have to get it where it's consistent as players as coaches everything because I, I I sit there and I watch a lot of plays especially the offense, and I'm like, why are we doing this? Dude, third and why short we- is awkward, man. Like, third and short is really <laughs> awkward for this squad, man. Right, right, and, I, and, I, and, it, and, it, and it just baffles me. Why are we running like this? Why, we, why do we keep running sideways? Even that second and one, even that go. second and one, and Day-Day got on to me about it because that second and one where they threw it back to Ellinger, I was like, yeah, that might that's cute and everything, but that was a dumbass play call. Like, that should have been a five-yard loss right there, and it should have been third and six from second and one. Right, and so that's what I'm saying. We got. I, I think we have. The, I think we have the coaching staff. I think we have the, the players that can win games. I think we have to put it together, and, and and we haven't done that thus far. This Revolution 18 class has been, you know, the catalyst for this Texas team. And I mean, you know, one thing about us, man, Landry and I, we're gonna keep it real on this show, man. You know, we don't bullshit. We don't, uh, you know, mess around. Uh, you know, in in you know, engage in, in, in hyperbole or whatever. We just call it like it is. So looking at this Revolution 18 class, man, you know, and these freshmen that's making the plays even more so than these upperclassmen, man, what what, what are you liking about these guys, uh, particularly uh, number seven, uh, true freshman Caden Stearns? I, I, I love the, 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 the young guys. I mean, you always have to get – the great players, the good players, all American uh, five star guys, if they are really five star guys, you know, because a, a lot of times you you hear of these guys who are five stars. Well, I, I, there were a whole bunch in in my class when I got to UT, and 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 half, more than half, eighty percent of them never even touched the field, and so these rankings these rankings are giving these kids these stars and everything and everybody assumes because they got five stars that they can really play football and so but but 
And so we got all these guys, and, and I hope they're, they're as good as these stars say, because if they are, when they become a team, we'll win games because everybody's, everybody's good as an individual, especially in high school. Now, when we step on that field, I just need them to be a team. And, that, and, and I'd rather have some three- and four-star guys who are team players as opposed to a five-star guy who's out for himself. A lot of these guys, to be quite honest with you, they feel privileged. They feel like, you know, hey, I'm a five-star guy or whatever. I need to come in and I need to play. And, uh, you know, it, do you see a, a, a problem in that? Yeah, okay, yeah, I do. And, 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 and going back to what you said about the guys who were five-stars with in, in my class and, and not being able to play, you can't really say that our team was set because, once again, I only <laughs> won 24 games. Right, right, okay, true, true. <laughs> True. So, so we can't. So we can't say that. I mean, I think you shine think, though. You like, shine though. You got yours. <laughs> well, see, but I wanted to win. Also, I think, I think what was happening, like you, you just alluded to, is that these guys are getting these five star ranks because they go to all these camps. Some people can't go to all those camps. They go to all these camps. They get the they they do well in in camps without pads. And now people are, are ranking them, and once again, they, they do feel entitled, like you like you said, and so they, they don't work as hard. They expect to come in and start and, think, and things like that. And, 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 if you, and if you're going to a losing program or a team that hasn't been winning, say, Texas, then you're really going to expect to come in and play at, at, at this time as a, as a freshman and do, and do things that, that you feel like you did in high school. And, and that's why I think the problem is, and I think people have just been, they get these, these rankings, they come in, they, they, especially to, to Texas as of late, and we're not winning, and they expect that we're going to go out there, win games, and I'm going to be the guy just because I, I, I've arrived. The young quarterback for uh, USC, uh, JT Daniels, man, I, I thought, you know, uh, to be a true freshman and to come into a situation like that, uh, you know, hostile environment. What do you think uh, about the young man? Do you think that he kind of carried himself uh, well? I know they got behind, you know, later on, but um, me personally, I think that, that he, you know, kind of handled himself well considering the circumstances. What do you think? Uh, he's 18 years old. He's starting for quarterback at USC. He goes into Austin where all this hype is about the third meeting of these two teams. Um, Texas defense isn't isn't that bad. And then on top of that, they ask this guy in an environment like this to throw the ball 40-something plus times. <laughs> yes. 48. 48 <laughs> times, man. They, they, don't even, they don't even attempt to run the ball. So, for them well, to put well, the pressure in, in their defense, Texas took away – I think Texas took away the run. I think Texas made them uh, more they? one. one I don't know. I, I think I think Texas made them more uh, one dimensional. I think that after they were, uh, uh, you know, kind of got behind or whatever, I think Todd Orlando was able to kind of send the dogs uh, to the guy because we know that they they're playing catch up at the time. So he was able to send different types of looks, uh, different type of blitz form formations, uh, and just you know, kind of send the house to the uh, you know to the kid. But you still have to attempt to run the ball. They didn't even attempt. And I mean, and, and so, so to put this 18-year-old kid in this situation, uh, he, he can't do anything but grow from this because, I mean, that that 
it doesn't get any any better than that for him as far as his career moving forward. I think I think this is the, the learning experience that that he needs, and he and he and he played well. I mean, the, the guy could he could have been in high school at this time, you right. know? Yeah. And, and playing in front of ten thousand people instead of a hundred thousand, and so he went out there, threw some good balls, and 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 in the beginning, you thought he was giving them the opportunity to win. I mean, things changed, but it, I, I felt like he played well enough for them to win. It right, just didn't turn out that way. All right, Eric. Before I, I'm going to throw some rapid fire at you. Before I do, I got to ask you. I don't, I don't know why Day Day even asked about the damn USC quarterback. On to on to TCU. I don't give a damn about that guy. I don't know why he's asking for a scouting report there. <laughs> hey, but what about the quarterback that actually matters? What about what about the guy wearing 11 in orange yesterday? I, th- I think he made some. I think he made some plays. He made some some, some great throws. I, I, like I said, I think I think I don't know if at times I like the, the situation that he's put in. I think I think we could do things differently to that situate his talents, and I don't know if we if we're doing that properly all the time. You know what I mean? And that's and I think that's what we got to consistent get consistent in what we're going to do with, with Sam when he's out there and and the offense and in in general. And so moving forward, I mean, I know he'll, he'll have confidence uh, that he can make the play, especially going downfield, but but. Do we really have a short passing game other than going side to side? See, this is we, my this was my this was my take on it, Eric. Is this is what I this is what I've said to Day Day consistently from the time that Herman named him the starter this year, and I think I think I think you might feel the same way about me. I don't want to crown this kid, uh, but I feel like making him the quarterback was the right decision because I don't know if he is the guy, but I know that Bouchelle is not. So at the very least, I'm, I'm not ready to bail on him and say that he can't become a guy that takes us where we want to be, if that makes sense. He's not there, and he's a long ways from being there, quite frankly. Right, and I, and I, and I, I would jump on that wagon with you because you'd rather play with the guy who's better and gives you a better opportunity to win even if he's not the guy per se i mean if you if you really look at it at, at houston uh ward he was good for tom but is he really the guy was he really the guy right. you know what i mean and so that's that's what you want but again opportunity to win and so Sam gives us an opportunity to win, gives us the best opportunity to win right now. And I, I think uh, he can he can win games, but we we know uh this week coming up is gonna be a test for sure. Before, you saw before. how they were if you saw that game, you saw how they were blitzing those they were blitzing Man, that's, that, that, oh, this is the one thing. They're coming from all over the place. Man, they got they definitely got the I mean that, that coach will scare the hell out of you and damn he can sweat his ass off, man. My gosh. <laughs> hey. He's playing. He feel, he's playing in it. So so check it out, Eric. before we let you go, man, give me uh a guy who who you feel on this team? It could be you know one guy, or it could be you know an offensive guy and a defensive guy that you feel uh, you look at and say you know hey yeah th- th- this guy he has it he has that that moxie about himself uh, you know if, if you have any any names out there man even though he hasn't played much I've seen him in in camps and things like that Josh Moore. Josh Moore, okay, okay, the uh, freshman, number fourteen, right? Yeah, yesterday kind of took down yesterday. Josh Moore, I I really, really like. First time I saw him was they were probably 
going going into his junior year maybe i saw him at a camp in austin i was there and i said to my son that guy is good he's gonna be the guy and so and so, and, I, and i'm sticking with it <laughs> I, I i i would have thought that you would have you know uh kind of jumped on the uh because i haven't seen a, enough of josh Moore. obviously you've seen him at camp i haven't seen a, a, enough of him uh but i i Definitely saw the uh, the touchdown play that he made yesterday. Uh, I would think that you know you would lean more to uh, you know number eighty four man L J Humphrey uh, on the offensive side of the ball. You know he he kind of reminds me of you to a, to a degree. Just nah, being he ain't that fast. Well, no, on, not, no, 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 no. I'm not saying being that fast. I'm just saying where he can make plays all over the field and just be an electric guy. He's a Swiss Army knife. He's got deceptive speed. I, I, Eric Metcalf's got speed. I get that. I get that, but he, he's a lot bigger too. You know, right. I'm a little partial to the smaller guys, smaller okay, fast guys. And so, and so when I when I think of Josh Moore, I think when when his time comes, he'll be able, he'll be out there playing receiver. If he had to, he'll return. He can return punts and kicks, and he can do everything. And, and so I I I, kind of, I tend to gravitate to people who do it all. I right. wonder why. Yeah, I, I, I want a three-time Pro Bowler. Uh, we'll get you that three-time All-Pro. All right, we're going to do some rapid fire with you real quick, uh, mm-hmm. Eric, before we get you out of here. And again, we, we, we greatly appreciate you, man. You're a, you're a freaking legend, uh, Eric Metcalf, here on the 41 Acres. All right, from Virginia to the University of Texas, how exactly did that happen? Well, I'm, actually, I'm originally from Seattle. My dad finished with the Redskins, uh, and so I moved to Virginia. And so that's when I... Uh, Went from Virginia to Texas. And how did they? Uh, how did they? How did they recruit you? How did they get you there? Well, I actually was recruited because James Blackwell was recruiting me at a track meet. Okay. He saw me at a track meet. We were talking, so they never knew who I was as far as far as football uh, was concerned. Then he went back. He talked to me about playing football and everything. I told him my name. Then, okay, you're son Terry Metcalf, and so then that's when the interest came. I actually committed. To the University of Miami. Oh, okay. Parents, okay. Damn, you would have won more games. Parents, I think yeah, you might have won yeah, a few yeah, more. Yeah, I think. you definitely won more games, man. <laughs> My parents weren't. I don't think they were ready for me running around in fatigues and all that kind of yeah, stuff. So, yeah. so you know, that's, that's how it worked out. That's for good. Me. What's the difference between a football player who runs uh, a track, a track star that plays football, and a football player that can also run track? A track star to play football is just somebody you perceive as a straight line runner. He gets on the football, and generally he's going to play wide receiver. They're going to throw him out there. He's going to run a whole bunch of go routes. Whereas a football player who runs track is someone who can go on the football field, actually make plays, has a true position, can be moved all over the field because they're a football player and just happen to have track speed. Burnt orange threads or all whites? All white. I mean, I, I like the I like the burnt orange because that's classic. But when I'm talking about pictures of myself, all white. Oh yeah, I, I had one. I had one in my on my coffee table. I think you were hurdling somebody. It might have been against OU or Arkansas, but you were hurdling Cle- somebody. Cle- I had Cle- it. Cleveland Brown, all white. Nah, hell, no. <laughs> all white. Yes, the same, same. You're not going to try to say those Cleveland uniforms are pretty, right? Those are some ugly ass uniforms, right? No, but what I'm going to say is the old uniform when I played, I made it look pretty. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, what what uh, what coach since you left the Forty Acres has shown you the most love? What head coach? Since I left the Forty Acres. 
what yeah what former uh like longhorn coach between mac oh, and, and coach, all coach mcwilliams okay mcwilliams sure. showed you the most love okay social yeah. media how would that have impacted you would it would have would it have gotten to you if, if it'd been around when you played I think I would have been in trouble. Um, uh, uh, no, you know, it wouldn't. Have, it wouldn't have gotten to me because I think I was I was smart enough and 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 good enough on the field where I could navigate through that stuff. I wouldn't have been in in, in trouble with it. And I don't and cause, because I'm not that kind of person. But I I, I, I can see where it could pe- do people. A lot of harm if you if you're not very smart. How much would it have? How much does it break your heart to see just how much the kickoff has uh, been minimized in football? Oh, it's, it's killing me. I mean, <laughs> we're talking to <laughs> we're talking to someone who you know only went to the Pro Bowl as a as a, as a returner, and so to to take that part out of the game is killing someone like me, especially when it it adds so much to. To the game, it's, it's the big plays, the change of field position, because because of momentum one way or the other, and to take someone out of the game, you're actually taking a person out of the game who who the returner who can change the the course of that game, and and that's and that's not fun. And we'll uh, we'll get you out of here on this. Got to get a prediction from you, Longhorns TCU. Oh, that, yeah, that just said yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say it. Hey, yeah. We won't even make you say anything. We won't even make you say anything. You just said it. We won't even make you say anything, man. Oh, 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 Eric, Eric, one, one thing. You don't need it. We yeah, got we, it. We yeah, we, got, we got it. it. Hey, let me, hey, let me ask you this, Eric. Uh, 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 your, your, your 40 time. Your forty time, man. Whether it was uh, at at the combine or or uh, you know on the forty acres at, at Texas, man, you have to give me your forty time, bro. Your best, your best, your best forty time. Four two eight. Okay, God, but you're faster on the field, though, bro. I've seen guys. I've seen guys run four two eights. You were you were a little faster on. You had, you had some some good game speed, though. I, I, I feel like you're right with that. In that <laughs> you know, you, you know what I talking about the speed. What what I thought myself, the speed part that I really liked was that going from zero to fast in a hurry. Oh, That's yeah. what I prided myself on more we, yeah. than just having just straight speed. I just want if we're standing right next to each other, I want to be able to separate in two yards. All right, Eric, man, we, we really appreciate you. Like I said, man, I didn't mean to insult you by calling you one of the best football players. You are one of the best athletes to ever do it at the 40 Acres. You're an OG. You're a legend. Although you won those 24 games, we forgive you for it because at least you got yours and you went on, you went on to shine afterwards. So, Y'all team uh, sucked. Yeah, we, but, we, but we, we appreciate you very much for hopping on, and uh, it's, it's been a real, 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 real pleasure. Absolutely, yeah, my man. pleasure. My pleasure as well. Thanks, guys. All right, tell them All where right. they can find you on Twitter before we let you go, though. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Metcalf twenty one. And again, they didn't. They don't play smart football. So, so I apologize for that misquote. So, <laughs> I repeat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eric, man, we appreciate you, man. All right, take it easy, All right, brother. All right, bye. Appreciate you, Eric. Thank you so much, man. And no, no problem. It's always good to talk to an OG like Eric Metcalf, uh, a great dude. Appreciate him for hopping on the 41 Acres. Appreciate, by the way, we got we got to give a shout-out to our man Rob Babers for hopping on, Ramonce Taylor, Vince Young, now Eric Metcalf. We're going to have more guests uh, as this continues. And, and 
don't forget to subscribe on iTunes because it's a big deal. It's interesting that Eric mentioned that he only won 24 games at the 41 Acres because despite the fact he's a legend, he's still shine. Three-time conference player of the year, all-purpose yard leader four times, did his thing at the NFL level, three-time Pro Bowler. It seems kind of like what your son Deontay's trying to do in that he had some individual success as a Longhorn, uh, not necessarily much team success, and now he's trying to get his shine on in the NFL with the Texans. Well, right, uh, absolutely, and and you know uh, some of those games were were you know I was uh, kind of bittersweet, you know, watching some of those games, man, because although my son uh, was doing his thing out there, uh, rightfully so, you know, it, it's a team game, man. So you want these guys to be successful. You wanted, you know, Coach Strong to be successful in, in his coaching staff and, and everything. And the same thing with, with this Longhorn team right now and, and uh, Tom Herman. You know, hopefully this game was the game to uh, – kind of show these guys what their potential is. Now this is what's going to be the expectation moving forward. You know, they can't go back and have a Maryland game. They can't go back and have a Tulsa-type game. After this USC game and how those guys were firing out there, now this is the level of play that, you know, Longhorn fans, you know, Longhorn Nation is, you know, uh, predicting these guys to play moving forward. Yeah, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a different opponent in TCU. We'll get to those clowns in just a second because I damn sure <laughs> I damn sure ain't picking TCU. Clowns, yeah, okay. yeah, straight up clowns. <laughs> yeah, you can say I'm sipping Kool Aid. Hey, it hey, is hey, what it did, is. Did you did you watch the Ohio State uh, game? Yeah, uh, I watched. I mean, what I watched from TCU is I watched TCU without Ohio State having their best player Nick Bosa who got hurt. He's going to be a top five pick in the NFL with basically a home game where you had nine months to prepare because you played two cupcakes uh, before them and without the other team having their uh, uh, coach, which is kind of important in college football, you were within 12 points. Congratulations, I, slow man, hand I don't want to hear slow that. I, I, look, I, I don't want to hear that. Slow that, hand clap. I don't, they did not I, have man, their look, coach. I don't want to hear that bullshit from you, Landry. Their coach. I don't want to hear that BS from you, man, because the bottom line is, hell, Texas lost to Maryland, and Maryland didn't have their coach. So who gives a damn? You know, the fact of the matter is, is that TCU went out there, and although they lost, they went out there and they played How these many guys, moral victories? Man. How many moral victories are we going to give out around here? Because we, I damn sure ain't giving them to Texas. I don't give a damn if they're playing Oklahoma, and all of a sudden they, 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 they hang with them at two points, and Oklahoma's number two in the country. How long, around this state, it seems like everybody gets a damn moral victory except the University of Texas. And whenever Texas loses, I have to hear everybody sit here on their high horse yeah. and hate every day. 20% of the content at Sports Radio 610 last week was, was, was sitting here hating on the Longhorns. And speaking of that Aggie moral victory, I was guilty of initially giving A&M a lot of credit for, for beating Clemson and hanging within them. But when you take a step back and you actually look at the facts, I, I think I might have overreacted to it. And I understand on the surface they did get two five-star recruits after they lost by two to Clemson. But just Jimbo Fisher was going to get five-star recruits regardless. So I don't care that they got five-star recruits because of that. And if you really step back and look at the actual game against Clemson, let me give you a reason why it's not as impressive as we and myself, I'm not excluding myself, initially thought. Number one, Clemson has been within one possession of seven of their last 16 road games, including a loss to Syracuse. They don't blow teams out on the road. They haven't done that in a long time. Number two, Jimbo Fisher had nine months to prepare for that game against a coach who he coached against eight years in a row. So this, this, this Clemson team, Jimbo Fisher has been preparing for that team 
every year for the last eight years, and he hung in there and hung with him. And a lot of people wanted to hike their leg on Kevin Sumlin, and I understand Sumlin's having his struggles, but a lot of people were saying, and uh, including at this station, well, Kevin Sumlin would have gotten blown out in that game. Really? Because last year, Kevin Sumlin, the year that he got fired, they faced number one Alabama, the eventual national champion, at Kyle Field, and it was an eight-point eight game. Point game yeah. It was an eight-point game. So, yes, it's a hand clap. It's a big deal because on the surface, the recruits see it and they're going there. They were going to go there anyway because Jimbo Fisher's a damn good coach. Just like last year against USC when we thought that Tom Herman, he he had a moral victory and things were going the right way. They're not quite where we thought they would be at this point. So myself, a lot of people, I think we need to tap the brakes on sitting here and giving A&M a participation ribbon, giving TCU a participation ribbon because they hang within a few points. Ohio State's a good team. That quarterback's making his third start. They don't have their coach. Nick Bosa gets hurt. If TCU is some sort of powerhouse, some sort of top 15 team in their own backyard, I'm not going to sit here and say that this team showed me something because they hung within 12 points well man look woe is me to give the aggies any kind of props bro you know what i'm saying i you're mean the at, the, at the, you're at the, the recruiting at the, tool at the, at the, uh, you're the recruiting tool man hell no at, at the the end of the day they're still the texas i'm sorry they're still the 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 the, the younger brothers to the university of texas man i don't care what they say and right now the the time is 10 41 a.m and oh you still they only sucks. won by so, ten yesterday. They hey, only won by ten yesterday. Right, bro. right. Hey, hey, and speaking of that, man, the uh, Iowa State man, uh, those guys are looking pretty good, man. I, they I was, fight. I, they yeah, fight. they fight. I was impressed. But getting back to to uh, the the A and M thing, just right quick, man, is touching on that. Hey, the one thing that they, and again, alluding to your point. Uh, Jimbo Fisher is uh, a, a good coach, and yeah, they were going to get those five-star guys and so on and so forth. I'm not going to margin- marginalize their victory uh, to Clemson. The fact of the matter is, they didn't everybody, have a victory. They didn't have. A victory. I'm sorry, yeah, they, they, yeah, they, yeah. They, get they, that straight. I, I don't think people realize they, that they lost the game. They, okay, their their loss uh, to to uh, to Clemson. I'm not going to marginalize that because the fact of the matter is, is regardless to what the situation is, Clemson is still one of the better teams, and they're looking. But Texas for did the same be, thing last year. That's that's my point. Texas went on the road against USC, number four. They actually went on the road. They lost in double overtime. And I know a lot of people were given a moral victory, myself included, but we have the benefit of hindsight. We're looking back a year. It didn't mean a damn thing. Now, you did get some recruits, but in the big scheme of things, it didn't mean a damn thing. And Jimbo Fisher... He's below 500 the last two years. Okay. So for all this talk about Tom Herman and his record right now, Jimbo Fisher is a below 500 coach the last I, two years. I, I totally agree with you. Uh, but right now, if you're just talking about uh, uh, Texas alone, Jimbo Fisher right now, he's a for damn good coach. Reason, with this said, a he's a damn good coach. I'm just saying that we are overreacting to what that was. because. A&M was going to get recruits regardless. Jimbo Fisher, when it comes to working with quarterbacks, he he made Jamarcus Russell the number one overall pick. He got Christian <laughs> Ponder in the NFL. <laughs> yes. He got EJ Manuel in the NFL. I'm not going to question Jimbo Fisher and how good of a hire that was. And quite honestly, if you ask me, would I trade Tom Herman straight up for Jimbo Fisher? Probably so. Hell yeah. Probably so. No doubt. Like, And I'm a Tom Herman believer. Because, I'm because, not jumping off. But yes, probably so. Because but, he's he's proven. I mean, in the fact that uh, the, you, you, the matter is that Jimbo Fisher – has played for two daddies and he's won one. Uh, Herman has hasn't played for anything. Yeah, so so I'm not going to say that, but give me a damn break sitting there giving me a moral victory because he coached against a guy that he's coached against for a whole decade and it was a close game. I, I I'm I'm not doing that and I'm not doing it with TCU. And before we get out of here, we got to get into this TCU thing because. 
I I'm not very high on them. I, I think they're a good team, but I don't think they're an unbeatable team. And I think in the wake of last last uh, la, uh, the the last game against USC, when you had a hundred thousand strong there, and they got to see what they saw, regardless of how great USC is, I think it's going to be popping at three o'clock. Uh, at DKR against TCU, and I'm just going to go ahead and do this. I didn't pick them last week because I was an emotional wreck, and I was anticipating the worst. I was anticipating having to hear people just sit here and hate and hate and hate and hate and hate in Texas, including maybe the man across from me, uh, my man Derek, but I'm picking them right now. I am picking the Longhorns to beat TCU. I think TCU, if, if there's ever the right time to play TCU, coming off a matchup against Ohio State, one of the three most talented teams in the country, I think they're going to be a little bit tired. I think it's a home game. I think it's coming off one of those electric games like we saw against TCU where everybody's excited. I think this is the right time to play TCU, and I think Texas beats TCU to improve to 3-1. and one. Well, um, obviously, I don't know on, where you're going. You're going hey, with Eric Metcalf. Hey, you're going with the OG. I'm, I'm, I'm on the other side of the fence uh, with this man. I think that because they played Ohio State uh, yesterday uh, so well, and 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 they were in that game, man, late in that game, they uh, they were in the game. I I'm looking for, and, and although, like again. Props to, to the University of Texas, man. They played what hard. Is this they in fought the game hard. Stuff. Texas was in every game last year. I, I understand that, but my what point is this in the game my, stuff my, that we're doing my, now. My, my, my point is is locked. Like TCU, is that, are they big time or not? You have you have Ohio State without Urban Meyer in your backyard. Like it's one thing to do this Jimbo Fisher thing, which I absolutely think is ridiculous. You have Ohio State in your backyard. Nick Bosa is in the locker room. Urban Meyer is at home uh, tweeting with his wife or what. Whatever the hell he does, you don't have one okay. of the two best college football coaches, and they were in the game. Okay, Is TCU. Okay, okay, or not? T- okay. Tell me this. Tell me this. Ohio State. Who, honestly, right now, who has the better roster, Texas or Ohio State? Ohio State. Exactly. And the fact that TCU was in this game, you know what I'm saying, late in the in the game, uh, and actually went up, you know, for a little while in the game, bro. That speaks volumes, and you can never. Count out Gary Patterson, man. I, I no, think he's Gary the better coach. Yeah, he, he's the better coach. He, he, he is the, the, the better coach. I'm worried about so, him having a heart I, attack, though, on the sidelines. So he needs to relax <laughs> a little bit. But I, I think TCU is going to be ready for Texas, man. And, and I know everybody thinks, you know, that I'm this Texas hater or whatever, man. But I just call it like I see it. Although Texas had a phenomenal uh, game yesterday, the, the USC game, uh, you know, team wasn't that good. I'm going to take TCU in uh, to beat Texas. Um, you know, Saturday, and hey, that's man. That's just what it is. That's just that's what it right, is, bro. man. You're, you're, you're a hater. It's okay, bro. It's okay, bro. <laughs> nah, I, I feel you, though, man. I, I In all seriousness, TCU, they're an all right team. I just I just don't – I'm not going to sit here and, and – I'm going to treat them like big boys. If TCU wants to get treated like old school TCU to where I give them a hand clap for hanging in there, then – I'll go ahead and do that. But I have a little bit more respect for TCU as a program than Derek and everybody else. <laughs> uh, but the, Texas, wow. is still, Texas is still going to get in that ass uh, Saturday at DKR. Man, great episode, uh, Derek. I think, I think we're finally mastering this. People, subscribe on iTunes. Spread the word. Even if you don't want to listen, uh, just spread the word. If you're not a Longhorn fan, it doesn't matter because we're going to keep it real. It ain't none of that sugarcoating stuff. Subscribe on iTunes. Special thanks to Vince Young for last week, Ramon's Taylor the week before, my man Rod Babers uh, the week before that, the OG Eric Metcalf. 
uh, today. We're going to get someone else on next week. We don't know. We don't know who, but it'll be somebody you want to hear from. Uh, from my man, Derek, I'm Landry Locker. Derek, tell them something on the way out, and then let them know what you always let them know when we get out this mug. Go TCU and hook them. What? <laughs> wait, 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 <laughs> nah, y'all know I'm just kidding, man. You know, it's always Longhorn love, man. We just got to keep it real or whatever. So, I, I, again, I'm predicting TCU to to, uh, to 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 beat Texas, man. But at the end of the day, y'all know I'm, if 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 Texas can sustain what they did yesterday, hey, you know, more power to them, man. I'm I want. Uh, University of Texas to get back. So uh, with that being said, it's much love and hook them, man, always. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.